Jason. Buddy. We got we got uh, the new podcast. There's two things I want to cover. Software update. Most importantly is the software update for the CT15 T5 caller 4.3. I want to explain what that is. That's I'm excited about that. That's an update that's worth doing. That's breaking news. Just breaking launched. News. So we just got the email. Um, I've been you heard it first that. here at W Hunting Supply. Um, so anyways, this will be a part of the podcast. I think we're going to splice this on to Joe. Maybe, maybe not, but it'd be Joe and Nancy Hudson. If, Cause we if talk Sh- if Shannon doesn't quit <laughs> before, cause I'm like, Shannon, you've got like an hour and a half to get this fixed. Right. It into our podcast. Well, it falls um, right into it because we talk about how to deal with this issue. When we recorded this podcast, you know, and people listening in, you'll hear how to, how to bootleg around and figure this out but now there's an actual fix for it yeah when Go we figure. recorded the podcast with joe joe hudson that was my my apology podcast if, if you're a, <laughs> a plot guy i found a, a plot guy to apologize to pretty good plot guy joe hudson yep. um i'm excited i'm actually excited about that podcast that was a really good podcast I think. yeah it was it's, i've listened to it like three times already just we through laughed a little and... much and so that's kind of like everybody's like it's really laughing and sometimes i wonder if that is annoying to listen to listen to us all laugh but um yeah. joe was good nancy joe um Kreiderman, those were that was a good one so if you haven't listened to that I mean, podcast, john it's john now you got to start joe, a whole nother apology to her john joe hudson joe hudson john Kreiderman. there you go nancy hudson nancy hudson um that is a pretty good podcast because you know joe doesn't have a computer and and uh Got a plot computer. Yeah. Listen in, you'll hear all about it. (laughs) All right. So let's get to the important thing. This, so on that podcast, and the reason why we're tying it together is because if you listen to that podcast, you're going to hear us talking about an issue that has been bugging us and me for years Mm -hmm. is when the TT15 loses a GPS signal. And so the caller doesn't know where it is, It, it just loses its GPS fix. And so it shows it in a place that the caller is not. So the dog is not in a right. location. There's no way to fix that except to get the caller, turn it off, turn it back on. Um, in this podcast, we talk about tri- tricks on how to track a caller in that situation by using the communication signal, you know, the level of, of you mm-hmm. know, how strong the signal you're, you're getting. Um, but be- with this new software update, it kind of fixes that whole thing. So um what they do is instead of physically turning the collar off and turn it back on since we know that kind of fixes the issue mm-hmm. in this one scenario um garmin is kind of sensing going hey i i've lost signal you know talking in, in dummy terms but you know if the caller was talking like like me and it sounded like <laughs> buddy which it, it would probably sound a lot smarter than buddy if it was actually talking but it would say hey i i don't have i haven't gotten a, a gps signal update in x minutes x amount of time whatever i I don't know what what that number is or if i did i'm not gonna tell you but um you know a certain amount of time it's like i haven't gotten that update and so it's gonna go i bet you this is the problem that everybody's worried about so if i just do a soft reset on my gps portion it would it would fix it and so the caller should be kind of smart and go oh I haven't gotten GPS signal. Let me reset it and re, you know relink it. Somebody listen go, to me. I'm gonna yeah. try to say it again. Yeah, and so it'll fix that GPS system. Send it out to the customer, and 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 you should have a. It should fix itself. It's kind of like 
like being smart enough to fix itself. So you might have a situation now where you would watch this dog and it'd be like, Oh, that dog showed in one spot for like, you know, 20, I'll just say 20 minutes, 20 minutes. Sure. And it didn't go anywhere. And then all of a sudden it it shot way over here. Well, you would know that before this software update, it would only show you where that dog was and it would never fix itself until you got your hands on the dog, turn the collar off, turn it back on. Right. Now it might show it there for a certain amount of time. And then all of a sudden it's going to go Poof, and that collar fixes itself. It goes, Oh, I fixed it. And that dog's over here. Um, so there's three things I want to cover three, three scenarios that I, I explain. One is that scenario with software. So that should be fixed. Sure. The other scenario that could look exactly the same from a hunter standpoint is let's say the dog goes into a, uh, uh, like a, a cave or a culvert. Yeah. Something to, limit yeah. gps transmission exactly you're going to be able to maybe get a signal from the caller um but it's not going to get gps signal because it's getting blocked by the you know went underground and so in that scenario um the caller should be smart enough not to just kill its battery trying to do reset after reset after re- it shouldn't do that it shouldn't just go oh reset it's, oh reset. it's gonna try it but it's smart gonna try enough it to know a couple that... times or whatever you know there's there's some logic that they'll do to say hey Let's check and make sure that this isn't a problem that I can't, you know, software. And when it doesn't, it goes, it's going to go assume that it goes, Hey, I think I'm under, I'm underground. So let me do, let me save my battery life. And so it might sure. go into a way to try to save the battery life. So that would be a scenario that would look the same, but we don't want the caller to act the same. Um, right. Or at least don't continue to act the same. You know, don't, don't, don't train the, the battery. battery yeah. And then the third scenario which is the worst is if that wire gets broken sure. um, the wire between the the box on top and the battery box if that gets cut by a stick or gets bitten and, and broken by a, a tooth or whatever um the caller is going to act the same it's going to lose its gps signal because that wire is how it, it gets the, the signal the downside is, is even if you could get to the caller turn it off turn it back on you're not going to pick up the signal you're not fixing that one in the field so even though the caller is going to try, it's not going to fix that issue. So that issue is still a broken issue. It's physically broken. You're nothing. So long story short, what, what, a, what, a, what a guy with a dog in the woods needs to know, just put this software on, on your yeah. collar. Save it yourself a hike you. into a vacant canyon because you think the dog's there because Garmin says so. It's the most frustrating error whenever you watch that yep. in and especially for me, knowing I know I can fix it if I could just turn the collar on, and turn it off, you know, but you can't catch you, you can't get your dog to turn it off and on. So this this will do that. So with that said, let's get on this podcast. Joe Hudson, Nancy Hudson, a couple of what plots do they have? Do you remember? Shamrock. Shamrock. Yep. Then uh good. I, that was a that was a test, Jason. Yeah, right. It was a test. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Let's get to the podcast. All right. If, if if you're watching this on Facebook or Instagram, download the podcast uh, W on Apple. Today's the 11th, to, and we'll watch this uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, the 12th. Just throw yeah. them all out there. And if you're watching this afterwards, just go look for uh, Joe Hudson's podcast on W. On and if you like it, leave a review. We want to hear. We want some feedback from you guys. You know, we've been getting lots of good feedback so far, but we want to hear the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever you got. So. All these guys do this. Uh, we we should shut up here in a minute. But all these guys do uh, a review, you know, like a 
a giveaway or something. We should probably do that with ours. We should leave a review, send us a screenshot, and uh, get a prize or, or get entered for a prize. We should. You should come up with something like that. We'll hash that out next week. We'll, when you, we'll when you leave something. a review, take a screenshot of it because we'll 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 use it later. We'll we'll get the entries and then we'll define the contest. That's <laughs> W style, man. We'll have two guys that'll give us a screenshot. We're like, all right, we're gonna have to do something for two guys. Well, you both win if you have two guys in it. If we get more than that, we'll have to do we'll have to do a draw. There right, you man. go. Enjoy the podcast. She can fix that. She can edit it. She's a good editor. If she fixed the last one, she can fix anything. Yeah, the one we did over the phone was, I mean, this is going to be crystal clear compared to that. <clears throat> yeah. I said it was rough. Did you have a delay in it? It was just it, the sound quality wasn't near as good because we did it over Zoom. Yeah. That's how we ended up recording oh, okay. that one. Over computer stuff, Joe. Yeah. yeah. yeah it gets distorted Do you even have sometimes. a computer? You Do tell I, have, a, I have one. Oh, when you tell a joke. Yeah, I can get on Plot News and I can get on Brindle Society. Oh, that's it. Those two. You got, you got to get a different computer to get it's on. A like plot, it's a plot-only computer. It's, it's, a, it's a plot issue computer. <laughs> Let me tell you, if it goes off, he panics. It's like, help me get back on. Help me we get got, back on. We got Wi-Fi at home, and that thing is always dumping my computer, you know. So. Just his, not mine. You have batteries right next to it, so when it runs out, you put new batteries in the computer? I plug it in. Oh, okay. Right but on. we got actually DSL, high-speed internet. High speed, is the computer high-speed? You have to high-speed to it. the computer. Joe's not high-speed. <laughs> I'll I tell said, you what, I can. No, I, I, the only thing I can't find is I'm trying to reload some 410 shells with three-quarter ounce of, uh, of uh, shot. Right. And I've got a mix Mac 650 Junior, and I can't find out what powder measure they got little uh inserts yeah for different powder to use with uh alliance 410 powder okay because i can't buy anything else I, I bought a pound of that so you're looking for a computer that gets on that website yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i know the computer but a plot computer just doesn't so when go you, that a website. plot computer will not get you to a 410 website <laughs> well no if you can find it on yours i'd appreciate coming <laughs> what, what number of insert it's like my my buddy's oh man he's 75 years old and he's you gotta know him he's grassroots don't know nothing about computers online he thinks online's a store and, and I, you got to get to that online store. Everybody's, everybody's been shopping on that online store, and they've been getting everything. So he just thinks there's you drive over and go to the online store. <laughs> go to the online. He's yeah. in the yellow pages looking Ralph. for. <laughs> Ralph, that's it. Online. Everything's. Oh, oh yeah. Like, Karen got it on that online store. Karen got it on that one. That's his wife, Karen. Yeah, she got that on that online. <laughs> yeah, I can't find it. I ran all around town. I can't find that online store. Oh, man. But the well, tech technology sure come a long ways i can tell you that yeah unbelievable yeah but when i grew up i mean if we wouldn't have had a 22 we wouldn't have ate yeah no i mean we didn't have you still got your 22 from when you grew up no it burned the fire but i had it up until our house burned oh really when when did your house burn 23 years ago at 1995 really yeah year before the referendum vote well that's i had every gun i ever owned 53 of mine too Man, yeah. well, we got Joe Joe Hudson. If you don't recognize the voice, he's kind of got a unique, unique voice about him. Look, yeah, I'll sneak up on you. Look, so, look too. He's, yeah, he's one of a kind. I can tell you we, that. You know what we call him? We call him the Silver Fox. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was Kenny 
Kenny. Uh, no, that wasn't Kenny. Kenny was, uh, the singer. Mm-hmm. Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. Yeah, Rogers. Thank you. Uh, I no, it wasn't. That, that wasn't Silver Fox. That was. Oh, was, that's uh, Charlie Rich. Charlie Kenny Rogers. Rogers wishes he was Joe Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Rich. I got better dogs <laughs> than he had. <laughs> yeah. I was so telling you, we did a podcast released this week, and uh, I don't know when this one will come out, but we were we were talking with uh, uh, a guy from North, uh, shoot, what, one of them northern states. Uh, I can't even think right now. You got me all. You mean in the United States? Yeah, it's in the United <laughs> so States. So do you want me to start on the East Coast and go, go by, west? Go right, right by Montana. Montana. Oh. North Dakota. Oh. Okay. North Dakota. Okay. Coming so, back east. I thought you were going to say North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you're going. That's, where I was that's going. not a northern state. North. By the it's Canadian. got north in the name. It didn't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd classify that as a northern state. Yeah, that, that's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty uh, conservative state. Yeah. Right? So so anyways, he was he was talking and he was telling the story. And he just barely mentioned the fact that they had a new treasure. He said there was this plot guy, this, this you know guy, and that the plot guy was his treasure. And they went on this whole story. I I honestly lost interest because I didn't know what they were talking about. My mind just kept going back to they got a plot guy running the books. They got a plot guy <laughs> running the books. <laughs> and so they must have talked for two minutes or whatever. And I'm like, I told Jason, I said, you know, the, the whole thing I got out of that story was, you know. They got a plot guy running their books. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> so we were making plot jokes the whole trip, and, and by the end of it, I was like, I got to apologize. I got to find a plot guy to apologize. So, that... <laughs> so Joe, I got to apologize oh, that I was making man. jokes about the plots over there. Well, it must be because the plot guys are too busy hunting their dogs to do a brook work. Or... I'm not going <laughs> to say know. anymore. <laughs> Easy to find we'll, Walker. We'll go with that, I guess. <laughs> That's what we're going to yeah. go with, Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> Nancy, Nancy Hudson. Yeah, Nancy Hudson. You won't hunt. You don't hunt with Joe. Uh, not very often. Well, <laughs> only when Joe makes. Are you starting to well, now? We don't I share do. dogs. You don't share dogs. Yeah, our dogs. Not at all. No. Nope. No dogs. She we shared. We only shared one dog, and it was a Walker dog that a friend left us when he died. It was in his will, but we got the dog, and we shared that dog. It's the only one. To this day, we. Who, who, that's the only dog. And you guys are okay, like. So oh, how very, does that work when very you don't competitive. share dogs? We're really very good competitive. Really good if I got the better dog. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll let you know, sometimes he doesn't have the better dog. <laughs> but it all started when I stole the puppy from him back in 1982, I think. No, yeah. no, that would have been 86. 86. I was hunting since 1981. And I had some uh, eastern plots, uh, windy night kennels and some of the stuff, uh, Wayne Boswitz and that kind of line and Herm Hagman, windy night kennels. But. Um, got a little plot female from Joe up in Canada. Were you married at the time? Oh, no, no. no. Heck, no. Oh, I didn't yeah. even hardly know who he was, but I liked his dogs. <laughs> she stole the dog, for real. <laughs> she, got, she stole I mean, the dog. I'm looking for my dog, and she's gone. You know, they uh-huh. tell me later she got the dog. Oh, yeah? <laughs> when she first came over here, I shouldn't say this, but I thought Herm Hagman and Joe were going to split her in half. <laughs> there was one guy on each arm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Am I wrong? Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> We're still friends. All of us are still yeah. friends to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Had some great hunts, boy. Well, you we know, had, we actually met in Indiana, Hell City, Indiana. That's where you met. Yeah. And you that, stole your dog. That was well, through another stolen that dog. That was another stolen dog. 
stuff. See, this is why you don't trust a plot guy with books, okay? <laughs> exactly. That's that's the point. Or a plot girl. <laughs> plot girl. It's a plot person, okay? You For real, tell we uh, I had, a, I had some real nice dogs at the time, and I'd bred to a friend of mine in Green Bay, bred to his male, and he brought a guy up that I didn't hardly know at all. And when he went to leave, he said, well, I'll just take Tom's pup down to him. Right. So two weeks later, Tom calls me up and said, hey, I'm going to come up and get my puppy. I said, well, sure you are. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> so I went to try to find this female uh, puppy that this guy had taken, and Herm Hagman had bought the pup from him. Right. Massachusetts. And, yeah, from Massachusetts. So. We agreed to meet at Plot Days, and she was hunting with him. The whole crew come down, and uh, that's where we met. Tell City, City, Indiana. Indiana. Really? That was the fateful day. I bought the dog, and she... I chased her till she caught me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been very, very competitive. How fast did you run, Joe? <laughs> well, it was still be before he had his knees fixed, so he couldn't run that fast. Sorry, gotcha. so. Why a plot? But, why a plot? Yeah. Because I hunted one. This is what you fell in love with, huh? Well, the, the first one I seen, I mean, to this day, I've not seen a bear dog fight a bear any harder. I went to buy her as a coon dog. Right. She got on a bear, and I mean, all night long. I mean, this dog, she fought a bear. She didn't bay a bear. She fought a bear. And she was chewed from one end to the other. And finally, I said, we got to end this. So I went and got a... Uh, gun out of the truck and, and killed a bear. And uh I said, Man, I gotta have one of these and I thought yeah I thought that was yours. No. Oh, it was a, no. another buddy's dog. No. Oh, no, yeah. I was gonna buy her. Oh. You know, this guy was uh He was selling her as a coon dog though. Yeah. Did you get her? No. He wouldn't get her after no, that. No, he, 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 he wanted <laughs> he wanted three hundred that was that was a nineteen sixty seven. Right. And uh <laughs> I told him, I said, I'll buy that dog. And he said, oh, my boy, the price has changed a lot from then until now. <laughs> yeah, <he's... laughs> that was had... a couple hours ago. Yeah. And he sold her to Leroy Hogg. Uh -oh. Well, then Jim Choate. And again, you know what I'm going to go back to? This is why you don't have a black guy running the books. Okay? <laughs> this is going to be the story of the whole thing. Oh, I have a feeling. Oh, buddy, buddy, buddy. So anyway, <laughs> another guy that I knew would run plot dogs, and right. I went over and I bought a puppy from him. and. Uh, it was as good as you could own. I mean, he, and then I bought 300 more trying to find one like him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so hence, he's been breeding his line of plots for over 40 some years now. And what line is that? Shamrock. Shamrock. Shamrock, Shamrock plots. I started out with, um, even after that, I never had a complete bear pack. And then I took a, some friends had a butch jill female, Weems butch jill. Right. And bred the Weems uh, dock. And I got a pup out of that, and he was okay. But I kept in the back of my mind that Jim Choate had the Harold's Corncracker bred dogs. And every time we went out, I mean, an hour later, we were looking in the tree. I mean, they were just, they were phenomenal bear dogs. Right. So I talked to this guy, and if he could breed his Corncracker female to this Weems male, I'd give him the male if I could have a pick of the litter. Right. And uh, I got Shamrock's Pete, and he treats seven bear by himself as a yearling. Oh. And 
I never looked back. I mean, that was, and that's kind of what started it. Then here's here's <clears> the deal. You know, everybody I talked to. I mean, I don't know how many pups I bought that didn't turn out. Tried to find a decent female to breed that little peat dog. They'd look at him, and he was little. He was only forty pounds. Yeah. And they, I ain't breeding to that thing, you know. And he had too big a head, and his legs were too big for his body, and and then he just caught bear. So I had a Cascade female, and I bred her to Max Stewart's, which this is a lot of years ago, so a lot of people don't know who Max Stewart was, but he had a real good line of hog dogs to a Stewart's Buster. I took a female out of that and bred to Pete, and that produced my Timex dog, pretty famous yet even. Yeah. And, uh, I started line breeding to now, uh, what John was saying, her family tree's only got one branch. Which yeah, is, what, you know. looks like a telephone pole. <laughs> <laughs> what John from? was saying, he says, this, you look at these breeds and it just looks like a telephone pole. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, We're not even from the south. You know, so, so, so hold on. So. <laughs> Whoops. Hold, reel it in, guys. Reel it in. We got the, we got the plot, guys. Like, I'm not prepared for this podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> so explain line breeding. John, what, what's, what you were trying to explain it to me. So I want just John Kreiderman. We, we um, got you two here. So explain line, what line, line breeding line versus. Line breeding is within a family. Inbreeding is really tight inbreeding is like and joel will tell you when he was breeding his dogs akc and ukc both were considering yours to be inbred inbred every yeah. paper was inbred inbred and line breeding is actually within a family like uncle to niece or maybe even farther away but keeping in the family joe's went a lot closer okay and 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 in his defense i'm not saying one way or the other but in his defense all our present day stock, like the English were big on breeding, a, a, you know, livestock, ducks, geese and stuff, one thing or another. And they got them by inbreeding. Okay. They, they got them by inbreeding, but they had to destroy a lot of <clears throat> faults in those dogs to do it. Really? And, and, and that's just the way it goes, you know. It, with line breeding, a lot of times you don't have to destroy as many dogs, but... It, it's just the way it works, you know. It, it's, and Joe will tell you, both UKC and AKC had told you. Yeah. Now, all the papers, they they marked them as. They, they had a big stamp on them, inbred. inbred. Different color, too. Yeah. In, uh, what do you mean, different you know, color? The papers were a different color, so anybody who looked at them knew they were inbred dogs. Okay. But, see, I couldn't find a decent female to breed to that little dog, and he was so good that I knew that's what I wanted. I mean, because. When I turned him loose, I was going to catch a bear if he was with somebody or not. Right. You know, and I wanted that. Back then, everybody, they bad-mouthed me like crazy because I was inbreeding. I was an idiot. Now I'm a damn genius. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't changed. Well, (laughs) is that kind of like a legend? Wait a minute. Reel it in, buddy. Reel it in, buddy. (laughs) Can't let him get too far out there, man, Joe. (laughs) That's kind of like a legend in your own. No, but I mean, everybody, in defense of that, everybody is into line breeding now. Mm -hmm. They weren't when I started with my plots. I mean, so what I'm hearing, so before, like, so my lawyers are going to advise me that I've got to be careful that we're teaching people. They're going to be like, oh, you just breed the same dog with the same dog. And, whoa, 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 guys, if you're listening. And uh, welcome to the pod. You know, late Jason Doobie. Sorry. You call in. You'll be on time next time. Yeah. Uh, 
we're at the Wisconsin show. He, <laughs> he was actually mean that. <laughs> <laughs> he was there. So we're we're uh, Joe's. I, I want to make sure that we're not teaching and telling everybody just to go out and breed too close. So what what made like you line breeding too close? Inbreeding, like the, the the difference between so line breeding line and inbreeding. Breeding. There is, yeah, yeah I yeah. got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, so, sure. um, so if there was somebody who was listening to this, Joe, um, where were the negatives? Did you have any negatives okay. on that? I do have. I do have. Now, this is what worked for me, of course. When I first started out and I started breeding tight, I was getting twenty five percent acceptable dogs, seventy five percent. If you don't if you don't have the heart to call the bad ones and keep the good ones, you're going down the wrong trail. Now, I'm hitting in the high 90% of dogs that people say, oh, wow, when they hunt them, you know. Right. So you know, uh, are you still as tight or are you able to loosen up a little bit? <laughs> no, I don't loosen. Really? Uh, I can't find the dogs like I want to hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I got I Can I be honest? If I want to see a cheerleader, I'll go to the high school and watch a game. <laughs> right. I can't have a dog sitting back 20 feet looking at a bear barking and me getting between them and getting ate up by a bear. Right. When I grab that dog, I want to be two feet from that bear. And I can't find that kind of dog outside of John has got him and a few others, but I'm so deep into the line breeding. You're committed at this point. There's no, yeah, there's no learning. I'm, I'm too old to turn back. I got it. Walk, walk down. Excuse me, Nancy. Walk down and look at the puppy he's given away, and look at the registration paper on it, tagged on the thing. There's those dogs repeat themselves on both sides a what's, lot. What's like your inbreeding coefficient? Do you know on the, what? What is inbreeding? Now you know, smart. Your inbreeding smart coefficient. Like are, these are registered dogs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, these are all registered dogs. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I know when we had, like, because I had a really, really tight litter, we did a mother-son cross, and, you know, kind of the same idea is... Yeah, I'm doing that now. If you're willing to make that choice, you know, the ones that are going to make it could be exceptional, but the coals are going to be coals for sure. Yeah. You know, we were, like, at a 30, I think 36% inbreeding coefficient. So I didn't know if you guys track that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. The only thing that has not worked for me, and I bred mo- I'm, I'm breeding mother-to-son right now, the only thing that has not worked for me is litter mates. Yeah. I have not, out of 10, 15 crosses, I don't even know a lot. I got one dog that was acceptable to me. Now, other guys liked them, but, and it's not bragging, but it's just what I want. I sent a dog out that I didn't have. I said he wouldn't bear, be a bear type. I sent him over to Western Wisconsin. It's the best dog that, the two crews that hunted him had ever seen. When I got him, when he passed away, his wife gave him back to me. He was that same dog that wasn't gritty, you know. Yeah. I wanted. Yeah, that's that's uh, one thing that I found in one of our rules with Jason is is, is we don't. And here we are talking about a podcast for, with dogs, <laughs> but um, people ask me, "Hey, buddy, you know any dog?" I don't get into dog deals. Like I don't. If somebody asked me about a dog, I. You got to find it on your own. W is not the place to figure out where a dog is because the expectations of one hunter is so different than another hunter. Completely. Yes. I'd like to interject something here. Um, And Joe said this many times. He says, the most you settle for, the least you settle for is the most you'll ever have. 
True right. story. So, yeah. I mean, yep. that, that says a whole lot. If but, you're willing to settle for less, that's what you're going to end up with in the end. Yeah. Just I, set the ceiling. So, I, and I don't want to hog all this, but keep in mind that you've never seen me ever put an ad in for stud fee. I've never sold puppies. I give all my puppies away. There's one pup gets sold every year for 23 years now, and that's I donate one to Wisconsin Bear Hunters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just I just refuse to do that. You're talking about breeding those dogs, and I've always told people, people say, well, how, do, how do you get dogs that were consistently good dogs? I said, you don't breed old handy to old ready. You breed, you breed, you got to be willing to accept every pup in the litter being just like the mother or just like the father. If you can't accept that, don't make the cross. You're hoping to get a mixture of the mother and the father. You know, he's a good cold trailer. She's fast, a good fight dog. He's a good tree dog. You're, you're looking for that mixture. But if you are not willing to accept every pup being this way or every pup being that, that way, don't make that cross because we don't need, need more dogs. We need better dogs. I got gotcha. you. That's a good way to put it. You know? So, and that's where I think a lot of people go wrong. And if they mix in together, then and somebody has cool. And somebody out of your group, we always pass those pups amongst our group. Somebody out of that group gets one that's got it all. That's the dog we breed. Yeah. We don't breed to one of these that's that's missing a link. You know, we we breed to that one. And that's, you know, after you know 40 some years of doing that, you can you can work yourself into every dog is acceptable. A- acceptable and 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 they might not make bear dogs, but you don't have to you don't have to call them like that. You just somebody's he's going to make great coyote, coyote dog or he's going to make a good coon dog. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Bear dogs are a step above, you know, when it comes down to it. And cat dogs. Cat dogs, too. They got to have a lot more than just just what a coyote dog takes, you know. So. Yeah, there's it's, there's definitely a style. John, what kind of dogs are you, do you hunt? Tree and walkers. I've, Tree and walkers. Yeah, I've run that strain for, yeah. They, mine are a lot of huffbred dogs. Um, uh, Keith Huff out of Johannesburg, Michigan is where I started. I did put a little bit of trig dog in them 30 some years ago you know and that was before there was there was running pins and stuff why why up 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 here and you're northern you guys are both up right yeah yeah how far apart are you guys three hours yeah three hours yeah and you guys don't really see each other besides this no well we're good friends we talk every day on the phone (laughs) or not every day but once a week or once every two weeks we're talking and we're good friends we've we've did a lot of this but joe and i we don't hunt together yeah you know and how did you guys meet? Uh, we both Michigan Bear Hunters. Michigan Bear Hunters. We were both on the board for yeah. uh, quite a few years at M- MBHA. Yeah. You know? And and now you guys had. You, when did you start the UP Bear Hunting? Um, it actually started the fall of '84. Got going in '85, and then. But it wasn't the UP Bear Houndsman at the time. It yeah, was, it had always been the UP Bear Houndsman. Yeah. Well, I was on the board of the. In 1984, though. Well, it might have been '85. When L. Hodger, when I told him oh, he could stick oh, up oh, yeah. Michigan Bear Hunters. Yeah, they're like pointing at each other like there's some secret. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Wait a minute. They just can't remember. We can't talk about that. <laughs> they just can't remember. <laughs> Buddy, <laughs> when all you this came down. You remember? I don't like. <laughs> I was no, not, boring, between me, so. not between me and you. <laughs> no. That's how we became probably good because of that deal. Well, John's wife, Carla, worked for the Michigan Bear Hunters for years as secretary. 
sold the merchandise. She got them up and running. John was on the board of directors. Mm -hmm. Joe was on the board of directors for a little bit till they kicked him off. Well, a few years. (laughs) (laughs) He had too many good ideas. (laughs) But uh, I'm not so bad anymore. But as he, as he looks over at Carl, yeah. as, as Joe Nancy glances at Na- Carl, Nancy, <laughs> as Joe glances at Nancy, people think that I have a bad temper, and if you get me really mad, I'm not afraid to talk to you by hand. You know? Oh yeah, and I I work at it. I fight anger every day because I hate stupidity. <laughs> this guy was being really stupid, was he? You know, and I told bad. him he could. Uh, he was going to take a vote to get me kicked off the board because back up a little bit. We're doing a bear study, Drummond Island. The bear specialist said the best way to catch family units was tree them with dogs and you could tag the cubs and collar the female. I was all gung-ho and I was fighting for that. And he said, over my dead body, will you ever use a dog in a bear study? I said, we can arrange that. <laughs> Oops. And it escalated. And that's how the fight started. <laughs> well, it escalated to the point where I said, I'll tell you what, you can you don't have to take a vote to kick me off. I'll just quit this and I'll start the UP Barrelsman tomorrow. Right. And I did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. There's always and, a story somewhere. Yep. Yeah. Drama. Yeah. I was uh whenever I seen John there, I said, Hey John, who doesn't like Joe? Who doesn't like you? Now we know. Oh, <laughs> well, we had to think he's, about it. He's dead. <laughs> was that the guy you were mentioning? No, that's another guy. Another guy. Oh, different guy. That's okay. two. That's two. They're both dead. <laughs> They're both dead. But anyway. Uh, but he didn't do it. No. I'm, but I anyway, uh, five years ago, the head of the DNR, they were starting to license packages, and I said, look, he, here's what's not going to fly. I want this. I want this. I want this and this. I named four things. And he said, I wish you Godspeed. I said, well, remember, I didn't go behind your back. I'm looking you right in the eye and said, I'm going to get this. So I went, we're very involved with politically. I went to our senator and I said, Tom, this is what I got to have. I mean, I, I don't want, I'm not giving this up. So when it come, push come to shove, Tom Casperson was on the appropriations committee. He said, here's what we need. And otherwise, we're not approving. And we got it. He came up to me at our banquet. He said, the UP Bearhounds is the most powerful organization in the state of Michigan. And that was a real big compliment. That was uh, uh, Keith Keith Cray, our director. So Mm -hmm. it helps. It helps being political. So to be be active and know. And that's one thing that um, I was in Michigan. I was at the Michigan Bearhounds Association. John, you were not at that event mm. for that year there's nope. some drama on your part for that wasn't there yeah <laughs> you want to stay out of that <laughs> yeah. i still those are still some of the best friends i got in the world buddy <laughs> they do those those board board people i love them and i've been good friends with the family that that kind of controls that i they're some of my best friends in the world but it was it was time for me to move on so i you know those are those are great people. Yeah, I made I made it up to to uh, Michigan, did the bear hunters, and uh, yeah, like I said you weren't there. But anyways, at that <laughs> um, event, I sat down with the senators and, and representatives, and and uh, that was a real eye opening experience for me. Between Wisconsin, number one, you know, um, sitting here, and then Michigan, and I left there with a new mission, and and so I've been working on our 
our legislators and, and senators, and I actually got a text today that we got an award for one of the senators that I'm going to uh, present to. And uh, wow. But anyways, that was just something that just, just in my learnings and dealing with you guys here in Wisconsin, and I went up to Michigan, to Michigan yep. there and, and, and watching what you guys are doing. I was like, man, it inspired me to kind of get more engaged. Right. And you're absolutely right. I mean, it is amazing to have that connection with a representative or a senator to be able to either call or text or, you know, when you see something, you know, like we'll see a big alert from one of the national organizations. I won't say who, but I get an email alert and I'm like, I'll just call my senator. And within two days, we we're, we had a table at the <clears throat> yeah. at the caucus to right. you know, work through our problems. And, and they're pretty much, they want our opinion. They're like, yep, make sure these guys are happy and, yep. and change the bill to, until, until they're happy or whatever. And so that, that's kind of cool. So. Buddy, that's that's what I tell people. You know, I said it reminds me. Nancy's mom was a, a state rep in Vermont, and she told me a story about <clears throat> this guy was so adamant about the way this bill was going to be voted on, he wouldn't budge. She said, "Why, why are you not voting? This is a good bill." He said, "I heard from my constituents." She said, "How many?" He said, "One." <laughs> yeah, change. He'd heard mind. from one. Yeah. We went to Lansing. When we first started going to Lansing, me and Nancy, we put uh, 10 of us in a minivan or a van, rather, went into our state senator's office, talked to him. He immediately swung to our side of the bill. And when he left, he said, you're the only constituent that's ever seen me in Lansing. They tell me that con consistently. Oh, really? You talk to them, they'll, they'll say, yeah. we just don't get a lot of feedback on a lot of this stuff. <clears throat> If they do, we figure if we're getting feedback on something like that, we figure there's a whole bunch more people out there that feel the same way because if there's anybody says anything about it. How long of a drive is it for you guys to Lansing? Seven and a half hours. <clears throat> One guys, way. <laughs> you, how often do you guys go? We, we not so much anymore because we've got a, one of our board of directors lives not far from Lansing. Yeah. But we used to make the trip 10 to 15 times a year. Really? Yeah. When there's big issues or whatever. Oh, issues. whenever there's a big issue, we're there. Yeah. See, I've uh, made an effort. If you go to Lansing, buddy, I'll get to uh, – sorry to interrupt no. you. If you go to Lansing and ask any senator, just say, have you seen Joe and Nancy? I guarantee you they'll know who you're talking about. Really? Even the, even the Democrats? <laughs> oh, even the Democrats. Those are the ones you got to really work on. <laughs> Who's your governor over Especially there? Especially the Democrats. <laughs> she's, a, she's a popular gal, though. Isn't yeah. She? yeah, Wisconsin was trying was trying to steal her, though. I just I just told the guys some of the guys these Wisconsinites when I got over here. I said, "Hey, when's your election?" <laughs> they said, "What do you mean?" I said, "All I see is Trump signs all the way across here." I said, "I figured you're going to have your election right soon." <laughs> They're Please. still up. They're all still up. Oh, that's but a. I gotta say something here. Um, we have a lot of members, you know, all the clubs have a lot of members, and I try to make it understood to them that it is so important to stay involved. They'd rather just be out hunting or not, not be worried about the laws and, and what's coming down, but if you don't stay involved, you're going to lose it. And they are so unaware of that, and that's what we try to push and tell them that, you know, you really got to pay attention because there's laws being made every day that they're trying to take our rights away. Oh, yeah. And if well, we don't keep at it, we'll lose it. And this involved the TB deal, not, not dogs, but it pertains to what we're saying. We were in a meeting, and I said, well, look, I'll call the governor and set up a meeting with him, you know. Oh, yeah, right, you're just going to call the governor. I said, 
Well, yeah, he works for me. I'm his boss. I mean, you know. And when I called the governor, he called me back, John Engler, called me back and said, look, I don't know anything about it, but I'll hook you up with a guy that does. You know, so people are afraid to call their senator rep. Who's your governor now? <laughs> Gretchen <laughs> Whitmer. No, it's Witch and Getmore. <laughs> Witch and Getmore, Gretchen. Now, she was the one. Here's the, she was on the news. Oh, yeah. Oh, we were lot. reading about her. All the time. Mm-hmm. You got to remember, we're, so we're famous. <laughs> she made, buddy, she made us famous. Oh, she did. They had a poll on the number one through which is the worst governors, and she ran number two. All right. Who in the hell was number one? Was Newsom, Andrew probably. Cuomo. No, <laughs> Cuomo. There you go. Cuomo. Newsom must be three. She yeah. was, wasn't she taping off, like, the Walmart aisles where you couldn't oh, go down a certain oh, yeah. aisle? Yeah. The first was that- Legit. Spring was that was... on the online? Does she tape off the online store part? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you couldn't buy hose or, or, or seeds or anything. Get this. You it's could like buy hoses. marijuana. You could go get an abortion, but you liquor. couldn't buy garden supplies. And liquor. Right. You could buy and liquor. Yeah, you could buy booze, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jason, you missed. Uh, Joe, uh, Joe was telling us that online, he, he goes, there. no, John was yeah. telling me that he's got a friend. It's like he thinks the online store is an actual store. <laughs> he's so I was like the ad scene on TV store. <laughs> yeah. You gotta know him. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's one of he's these. He's a little things off. That, uh, the old lady bought some stuff at the online store. You gotta go there, man. We gotta, gotta check find it out. It. Get everything. <laughs> so, if you have the right computer. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. A plot computer won't get you there. <laughs> See what happens. We when can't you're late? pick on the plot guys. We already burned oh, well, that bridge. Too late. Too late. It's too already, late. That's what we're laughing about. I, Did you tell me apologize this morning? I, I probably got to start again. <laughs> I apologize the first tomorrow. Tomorrow you can apologize again. They had us packing their stuff in for him, but he felt so bad. Uh, man, <laughs> yeah, the plot association guys. I was like, I was, I was carrying their stuff in with him. I was like, I got to make some plot guys. Oh, you were down at the APA. Well, we, I had to go rent some cardboard out in the back, and they had this thing. So yeah, so, here's a girl. So like, man, here's a garment nice. package. <laughs> like, oh, I'm carrying their boxes. I'm just being a little mule. I'm like. They don't even know. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta make some karma here, man. In case you hear our last podcast, guys, we're sorry. Yeah, oh. you can't laugh and say you're sorry at the same time. That's I don't the think. problem. <laughs> I see them smiling. Um. So, anyways, this this governor John, you were telling me a story. I want, I want to hear the boat story. The what, boat story. You were, you were going to jail. No, close. <laughs> I said I, I would have went to jail, but our, our ice was froze. If that makes any sense. Oh, so you could, you had the boat. You were ready to hook it up. Oh, I'll tell you, she shut our, our boat ramps down. I mean, you, you couldn't take a boat. Yeah, well, yeah, you couldn't even go out in a boat. In, in, and the only reason I didn't go out in my boat, it wasn't because of that. It was our ramps were all froze up. It was in March, but she wouldn't let anybody on the boat ramps or anything. Over this COVID stuff last last March. <laughs> There's John out there with an ice pick trying to break yeah. the water. Hey, how like, big oh. are the lakes? Oh, yeah, we're in the Great Lakes. For God's sake. Great Lakes is the second largest freshwater lake in the world, and she wouldn't let us go out on it because we were going to catch COVID. <laughs> I mean, that's, the, that's the brains of her, oh. you know? I mean, good. Are you going to finish the story about her husband? Oh, oh yeah. News. And her husband called to get, to get the boat ramp in down there by Cedar cedar lake where their cabin is and he when he called the guy that put the ramps in he said who he was and he said well now you're not getting it in (laughs) (laughs) because it was you know he 
he said, I'm so backed up right now and, and, and so screwed over by, by your wife's doing what she right. did that where well, I'm not putting them in for you. So nothing. Yeah. That was, that was, that's touche, touche, true story. <laughs> so she's not too popular up there. Oh God. No, especially in the UP. Not in the northern lower either. No. <laughs> Anything above the big cities, they hate her. Oh man. Yeah. So you were you were you were fully when I talked to you, I was like, you were you were I I thought you had the boat hooked up and was gonna start breaking ice to put it in the water <laughs> to make a point. You were like stand out there with my bride's blow dryer blow dryer. <laughs> right, John's like, I am going fishing. <laughs> Trying to open that boat ramp up Lake Superior. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're gonna be on Fox News. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. man, gives us rest. Gives I think rest. we talked about that actually the last time we had John. Did on. we? Oh, we might. <laughs> I think have so because that was like in April. It was it was right after oh, yeah, this whole thing had started. Yeah, that's right. You were, you were number four. I think you were on the podcast the fourth one, and probably yeah, yeah. And you didn't go. To, we we weren't sure you were going to jail. That was right. No, about the time, but the time our our spring probably came. You know that. They opened the boat ramps. They still kept the campgrounds closed all year. I mean, the the state campgrounds were closed all summer, but for whatever reason, no, nobody ever knew because where could you be more away from COVID than out? They did the right. same thing in Washington. Yeah. Yeah, Oregon, same way. Yeah. yeah. So people just camped elsewhere. Oh, yeah. And then you had yeah. garbage and you had stuff strung out all over the place. And exactly. Oh, they've closed, like where I live, any wide spot in the road, they've either trenched it to the point, like when our dogs are running, we've had them fall in these six foot deep pits because they just trench it out because they were sick of people pulling off and parking or they'd have big boulders set up any spot wide enough to pull a truck off. It seems like they'd block it. Yeah. State did that by us too. Did they really? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. We didn't have that around us. A lot of federal ground around us. Yeah. So you guys hunt a lot of federal ground for up there? We, we do. We train on a lot of federal ground, you know, kill season we run you know a lot of uh state and, and private ground and what's the terrain like up there in up mixed deciduous lots of water lots of water if you if if, if you can run a bear in these a lot of these swamps you, know, you can run them about anywhere because the dogs got to swim yeah. yeah they got a lot run. of beaver ponds yeah. yeah yeah there's we got beavers all over that country hey, we got the one place we go north of where we hunt you can walk for five and a half miles and never get out of a swamp. Yeah. Yeah. Is that uh, pretty populated? I mean, what's your population? No. For people? Yeah. No. No, no it's federal Nobody forest. wants to live in that. Are you kidding <laughs> me? Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to live up there? <laughs> the mosquitoes the size of chickens in the summertime up there. You know? <laughs> right where we hunt, it's mostly uh, CFA land, commercial forest land. And uh, there's probably 10 camps. In the whole area, in the twenty some miles that we hunt, you know. Uh, how do you start your bears? Like what? So walk me through like as far as hunting. I like just, rigging. I like rigging. What I've seen is different areas have just way different styles. Right. And so yeah. what is? What would you say is unique to your guys' area? Well, I don't put baits out at all until uh, the legal baiting season is in a. Because well, of the good. deer hunters, <laughs> well, the deer hunters and that, I like to rig. I wouldn't put a bait out ever. But if right. you don't, if you don't put bait out, every bear will be on the deer hunter's bait pile, and okay. the deer hunters don't know how to hunt anymore without bait. Yeah. You know, that's a fact. We're now making I gotta friends go around to here. The deer. I, I got to go apologize to the deer guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it, it's a fact. 
I, I, I do this podcast and I have to go. Like, there's always somebody I got to go apologize to. So if we can kick the can <laughs> off the plot, guys, is my goal for this podcast. So now I got to go Here find you go, the deer, deer hunters. hunters. <laughs> Sorry, deer hunters. Perfect. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate that. No, so well, anyway, no, I mean, they'll back. tell you yourself that they won't hunt unless they can pay. No, I, I imagine that's true. Especially yeah. if you can't see. I mean, if you're in. Yeah. In, yeah. Um, just flying over, and this is way different because we're south. But I can imagine. I, I just look at that and go, man, it's just so different from where we are. Yeah. Oh yeah, you get. I've always said about out there where you guys are at. First time I went out there, I said, "I don't need a compass out here. Christ, you can walk half a day and turn and still see your truck." You know, I I didn't carry a compass in Southern California at all. You know, it's and they don't have near the trees you guys got. They're big boulder fields and stuff. But yeah, we hunted that for a lot of years, and yeah, you could you might walk over that ridge and be down in that next canyon, but just climb up and see your truck again. Yeah, yeah. Pretty simple. If you climb up, come down. <laughs> yeah, you you learn to you know different ridge lines, and I mean you can yeah. hike, and, and you're like, okay, I'm on this. You know. But we usually start start our hunting. We rig dogs. We have rig dogs, and uh, rig the bears. Check for tracks. You know, once we stop. But our roads are mostly gravel, so a lot of times you're not finding a track. So you just you know kind of check where the grass is bent over, whatever. Figure out which way, and our dogs pretty much go the the right way. The older dog, of course. No, uh, so you guys, let's go back to you guys hunting together and not together. Like, oh, that's what we, I want to know. We, Do you we, guys have your we own got dogs? a double dog box. She's got her side. I got my side. We had side. to buy two different she, garments. She sits in the passenger seat because I like to drive faster than she wants to. <laughs> when when we got the Garmin Alpha Systems, he wouldn't believe me. I'd say, Joe, we can drive right under the bear, and he'd argue with me. It's like, okay, we're gonna get two systems. So we both run our own systems. I navigate, but sometimes it's hard to convince him. So the trust is not fully there. And we're very competitive. <laughs> very competitive. It's funny you should say together, but not together, because one of my buddies says that all the time. He said, we walk in somewhere here, say, we're together, but not but together. Not together. <laughs> <laughs> it has a totally different we, meaning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I hate that. I, you know, I thought... In, I think I was the second person in the UP to get the telemetry collar, telemetry other. And I thought that was the greatest invention in the world. We had that 151 and had a four-foot antenna. I mean, you know, you're trying to, man, I mean. Put somebody's eye out when you swing around. <laughs> and I'm not. Stand back. I grew, I grew up without anything. And we used to run with a walkie-talkie that weighed six pounds. Yeah. In the direction the dogs were going across the road, somebody had grabbed another walkie-talkie and leave the truck, and we, and, and sometimes relay. we'd find the dog street, you know. So I mean, technology today is unbelievable. You yeah, know? for finding lost dogs, you can't beat it. No, I tell you, it's it's amazing. Yeah. No, absolutely. and I will say, and 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 I preached this at our banquet. I said, we buy stuff from you, buddy. I mean, double you, because you're the only one that doesn't. I didn't anything. hear that, Joe. Double you. Cue the music. For real. I mean, you can deal with anybody you want. I mean, it's a free market. But there's only one person that gives back, and that's double you. Well, thank you. You guys have been uh, every Michigan. I mean, you guys have been really good to us. It, it's fun. Like I said, this is. It, it's it's enjoyable for us to be a part of the movement or the mission. Something or bigger, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that 
That's humbling. Thank you. Um, hey, you got me all blushing. <laughs> He's red. Normally I put you in the hot The ginger seat. is turning red. <laughs> You're good. The silver fox strikes again. He's, got, He's a, a smooth bit. talker, buddy. I was telling John, you know, how poor we grew up. I said, I'll tell you what. I said, we were talking about COVID, and I said, the reason it's so bad is nobody has immunity anymore. Right. Everybody is so sterile that they don't have any immunity. I said, heck, when we were in the kids, if we dropped the sandwich, we grabbed it off the ground <laughs> before it. the dog could get it. <laughs> Otherwise, you didn't eat. You know? There was no five-second rule. It was just they had to beat the dog. You know? <laughs> and the dog was quick. You know, it was like, like just two seconds. We were... <laughs> Oh, dogs are fun. They, they can say, they can say I, I'm not kidding you. If our, if our hound pups caught a cat and killed it, they ate it. Yeah. <laughs> are you supposed to say that, that on the James, podcast? How's your finger, man? When you're trying to, you were, we were, uh, oh, yeah, we I got bit my buddy's dog just like three weeks ago. No way. Yeah, little treats got back like to the this? truck. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> we got back to the pickup. We'd been down in Oregon running some cats and. Uh, we had what seven, eight dogs, something like that. There's dogs running all over the place, and I get in the backseat of Buddy's truck, and he's got there's a bag of dog treats back there, and dogs are just coming out every which direction. And I, I pull the treat out of there and just went to go hand it to a dog, and Buddy Shelby's dog, Shelby dog, just come out of nowhere and took a piece of my finger along with that treat. <laughs> then I'm pissed, you know, and she she takes off running like eating this thing, and. I'm digging around looking for tape. It's just bleeding like stuck pig back. all over the place. Yeah. I didn't uh, know maybe you were looking for part of your finger to put it back on. <laughs> Luckily, she she didn't get all of it. Yeah. No. She, I was surprised. I don't know. The, the pressure of your dogs must have done well, it. Well, and Mabel was right there with her, and they were both like. That's a typical hound <laughs> yeah, guy, isn't it? It must that. have been your dog. Yeah, it, was, it was totally your dog. It wasn't my, my dogs don't do that. Not shit. my dog. Shift the, Shift the blame. <laughs> My dogs don't do that shit. It was your dog's. Yeah. It was your dog's fault that my dog beat. For sure, yeah. Freaking hound guy, right there. Well, that's rule one, number one. Fix the blame and end the problem. <laughs> if you're convincing enough, man, that's all you got to do. Just be convinced. Next thing you know, I'm apologizing. You should apologize. That his dog got a piece. Of, yeah, yeah the dog probably got rabies from you or something. Uh, right, James? Yeah. Hmm? So. Uh, uh, Let's hear a, a story. Let's hear a good bear story. You, you got one you can think of, John, Joe? Yeah, we. I hear one both of you. I guys. can tell you one last year. We turned one dog loose and treated a bear. <laughs> That's a pretty good story. A short story. <laughs> dog came home. I mean, what more could you ask for, right? Uh, now we got on a big bear last year. What is a big bear out uh, there? For us, for us, it was the biggest bear we've ever taken. It was five hundred and six pounds dressed. Well, that's a big. Bear. Totally dressed. I mean, everything was really cleaned out of it, and wow. it was a big, big bear. Yeah, and that was an exciting hunt. There was climb? three of us. Pardon? Did no. Oh, absolutely not. No. No, it was on the ground. There was no, three of we... us on the hunt. I looked at Joe and was like, now what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> Go get a we pony. called about seven to ten people to come. Well, we I'll show you later. Everybody. We had a <clears> – I bought cameras after – I had one bear uh, – killed four dogs in one year and he'd run them down and i mean just rip a chunk out of them you know so i bought cameras to put on her bait so i wouldn't get on him till kill season and uh this bear i i told my buddy i said gary he might go 250 you know i mean he didn't look that big i'll show you guys the picture 
And man, when so he put his dog in, he's got a blue tick that's as good a bear dog as you could hope to find. I mean, it is, it's a good dog. I'm a plot guy because I'm into what I did and, and I know what I've got. This blue tick is a really good dog. And I turned my dog in, one dog in with him. They bared that thing for two and a half hours. Finally, I, I could hear him. It was weird because my buddy strikes the bear red hot. He said, the bear just crossed the road. He said, I'm going to get ready to dump on it. And I said, are you sure? Because I'm reading the Garmin, you know, he's a quarter of a mile from them dogs. I said, they're made up. You didn't strike that bear, you know. So I, I cut two females in. Uh, my oldest dog is, is right now is four years old, so I got a real young pack. And I cut the two females in, and they're going to them. In the meantime, he pulls up, and they're w- walking that bear by him. And, and when he killed the bear, he said, we're going to need some help. He said, this is a big bear. I said, I get the picture. It ain't that big a bear. It must have switched. But it had the same ball spot on his butt as the bear he killed. And his foot size was basically the same size as a 250 pound track about a 250 pound bear, and, and, mm-hmm. and he weighed five or six dress. Wow. That was a monster bear. Yeah, that bear's 620, 30 pounds. Five With weight. Feet yeah. 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 are <clears throat> deceiving. I think, you know, because a lot of people, my way, they just look at pad. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it yeah. seems like you. It's like everybody else. I mean, you can have a small foot on a big bear. I found yeah. that those bigger bears, so their 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 track will be round. Yeah. I mean, it might not be only so wide. You know, it might not be that seven inch wide, but it's round. And you know, when they you get those round bears, they weigh up. Really, those are a nice bear. Yeah. Why yeah. do you think that is? I don't. I don't know. They just develop their. They just develop different. I mean, like there's there's little people with big feet. You know. We God, we killed a bear out in California one time, and he he had a monster foot on him, and we were gunning for him and said, "Boy, this this bear is going to be a giant." We killed him at 250 pounds. I couldn't believe it. He was that small because those bears out there, all those big footed bears, are big bears, you know, 400 plus. But Did well, he have a big frame or just, just... It, not necessarily? No? He just was a big footed bear, young bear, you know, with big feet. Hmm. What part of California? We hunted Southern California all the time. We hunted. Um, down in the Dome Springs Wilderness, down by Kernville, and that was that was great country down there. It was right on the desert. We hunted on the desert a lot. Yep. It was great country to hunt. There wasn't a lot of houndsmen, and there was lots of bears. Hmm. You know, they still got a lot of bears. There's yeah, they got a lot of houndsmen up there where you are. Yeah, we d- we do. We we've got we've gotten a, we've gotten a quite a few more than than we had in twenty years ago. I think you know. Really? So you guys, if you go out, do you see a houndsman every time, every day, almost? Not necessarily. No. Bear hunting, not we, necessarily. We don't. We don't. Really? How often do you see other people? We got a group that hunts alongside of us. We might see them once a week, once every two weeks. They might have run a bear into where we, we pretty much, they'll stay where, from this road over and then we stay on this side. But if we cross the line, it, it's fair game. We're all friends. Yeah. You know, Still. No tire slashing. No. Oh no. No. <laughs> no. Till till oh. kill season, we don't see anybody. Really. But I'll tell you a little story. You can say you can turn bears back, but if they want to come across, they're coming and right over the top of you if they yeah. <laughs> choose to. Hmm. Yeah. How about you, John? You got a you got a story? Cat, bear? Oh. What? Lots of stories. I don't know if there's true stories or anything. <laughs> ah, 
I can make them up. I got some. <laughs> you can make something. I love the beer bottles clanging. Everybody's just pointing to hand me another beer right now. Ain't no Toivo jokes. I got lots of those. I'm the only sober one of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Get a story off of James right there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, James has got, he's the lion hunter here. That's I like to listen to James's stories. What do you want to hear a story about? I don't know. You're doing that, that research right now with the, uh, I was curious about that even more. You and I talked a little bit. He's doing that avoidance research. Yep, yep. And he's he's uh, working on these lions to, to with was it Washington State? Yeah, Northeast Washington. Northeast. Joe, have you heard that? Have you heard no. what they're doing? No. Go ahead, James. I'm yeah, sorry. so we're uh, we're doing a study right up right now up in Northeast Washington where we're I guess trying to show that we can you can modify lion behavior with the use of dogs because we haven't you know in Washington it's been illegal to run cats with dogs since 1996 and so i would say over the course of probably the last four or five years our our depredation numbers are just through the roof i mean there's a game warden calling every day or every other day um with the depredation somewhere and so on stock on, on livestock on i mean it's house cats, house cats. pets uh, Dog. dogs following kids home from the bus stop i mean um you name it there's we have lines all over the place and so we're trying to show that with the use of dogs you can mitigate that to where we're not having to go out i mean because if it's a depredation cat in washington state it's we remove it um whether it killed a chicken or it killed you know whatever it if it's gone in and killed something we go in and take care of it and uh have become really efficient at going in and taking care of it and so our the number of cats that we've killed through depredations over the last few years has just skyrocketed and uh so we're trying to show that you can mitigate that problem with with the use of dogs just allowing people to run yeah like hazing. and so it's it's essentially a hazing project um and we're catching these lions fitting them with garmin uh mini collars t5 mini collars and we can go in and and locate that cat um go through our study process which is initially we're walking at the lion with just a podcast playing at 80 decibels and you're watching that gps see how close you can get to that cat what um, what podcast do you play? meat eater <laughs> so it's yeah. it's a yeah <laughs> come on we're playing, yeah we're so we're it's it's a meat eater podcast yeah so the, the one of the funny things john is i i was telling bart i go you know the uh, like steve ranella the meat eater podcast i said Steve's never going to hunt a cougar in the state of Washington. If he ever even hears Steve's They're voice, out of town. They're skipping <laughs> out. are going to be yeah. like, gone. Ronell's going, I can't imagine these Sorry, lions Steve. are so spooky. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be like, these things are spooky, man. So we're we're playing that podcast. We're walking in and, and seeing how close we can get to that cat before it mobilizes and leaves and how far it goes. And then once things settle down, we're turning dogs loose on it, uh, catching that lion, training it, and and then leaving and give that cat a week off and go in and repeat that process on each line four times. And then you go back in, catch it again, remove the collar and, and move on to the next cat. So yeah, we're so far, I mean, you know, common sense tells you if you get, if something's going to come in and hazy, you're going to try to, to leave. But, you know, without any data to back that up, as you're talking to state fish and wildlife, you know, it, it's kind of hard to, but it's, it, a, but it's it's all coming to fruition, isn't it's, it? Yeah, it's yeah. it's all coming together. Um, we still have a long ways to go. I think we're gonna end up 
by the time it's said and done, I think we'll have 300 lion captures. Um, so it's we're well on our way, but <clears throat> so far everything's kind of leaning towards yeah. If if you chase cats with dogs, you're you're gonna have that cat less likely to be down around houses and people and, and everything else. So what, what, actually, just, James, what are you uh, looking for? You're looking to have your uh, to have a bunch of people that can do this. You know, like Buddy and I've been working for what four years now. Um, with state legislators on, on, we finally did get a law put in place to allow a training program. Oh, yeah. Um, for 50 people. Um, yeah, they got limits because, you know, dealing with that whole process, they're, you know, of course they bring in their side. So you're sitting at a table and, and everybody has their, their input. You're a lot right. Of people would be it's, against yeah, it's, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've and, had uh, everyone hates us. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, so they got some limits like 50 people and, and you can't, you know, you got to have a background check, make sure you don't have any animal abuse and, you know, there's. But it's a step in the right direction to, right. you know, try to gain a little bit of something back that we've lost. And, and in turn, it's helping, you know, they're expecting us to have, if there's a depredation in July, you know, they're expecting me to have dogs that can go out and catch that cat in July. And with you, with no ability to train in my own state. So you're traveling to montana you're traveling to idaho and you're keeping these dogs in shape and um you know having the ability to do it right at home and and keep those dogs in shape and not have to travel four or five hours to do it that's a no-brainer um, yep yeah so yep. it's it's a step in the right direction you said you're using a t5 yeah so we're, uh, we're how are you keeping the battery charged so we're using a t5 mini and you can put it in sleep mode yeah, so. um and so we're actually we're using a vectronics wildlife collar as well and and getting a, an update every day as to where that line's at. So we have a general starting point. And we morning. should clarify, we have special software from Garmin that makes that yeah, so, that so nobody <laughs> no one else can go out and find yeah, these collars. They're they're programmed with the special software. But yeah. We um, want to be clear on that yeah. to everybody listen. Oh, it's a T five Yeah, so uh, track codes. I have a couple of T five minis in there. Yeah, so that, that a T five mini collar, if you uh if you turn that collar on once a week um, which is what we're doing on these lions. In, in the wintertime, we're getting about five weeks out of it. In the summertime, you can get up to about eight weeks out of it. Um, if you turn that collar on once a week and it runs for, say, two hours on a two-and-a-half-second update rate. So we're going in, finding that cat, turning the collar on, going and do our process. You find them with the telemetry. Find them with the telemetry, get close enough to where we can turn that on with a long-range antenna. Um, and... And then once we tree that cat, we're shutting that collar back off. And and then we'll go in a week later and, and repeat the same process. So, yeah, we're we're finding it. We're getting a data point off of a Vectronics wildlife collar and going in with telemetry, getting as close as we can, and uh, and then turning that collar on. So, How many times do you do a cat? Like each cat you do each a cat set amount of times? Each cat gets five times, five. yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can get a lot of battery life out of out of one of those mini collars if you're just running it like that. Uh, I have no idea how to set that up. I got to get somebody. To I show know me. a guy. We can <laughs> we'll help you out. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah he's Jason over here. Jason he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he might be able to help you with that plot computer too. I Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I I was brought up around plot. Does guys. your plot computer get to the DU website? That's my biggest concern. It's like, can we Mine get the does. plot? Mine does. Perfect. Nancy I'm going to tell you. I dial up. Hey, I want to talk to Mike. <laughs> Give me Mike. Jess right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mike. Mike. Mike uh, Mike's the guy for for Joe. He's hiding. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, I guess he Mike didn't want to be on the podcast today, Mike. We got like ten words out of him last night, so yeah. he's he's spent. <laughs> he's talked too much. You have no idea how many times he's, you know, I said this damn thing ain't doing what I wanted to do. You know? Oh, yeah. I got plenty of ideas, Joe. Oh, so we love seeing Joe's number pop up on that caller ID. Well, that time we lost the antenna off the collar. No, the the collar went the heck, and he he walked me through how to find it. With no GPS signal, just yeah. the comms. No yeah. GPS, yeah. That's a fancy trick people should learn, too. That was amazing. That'll help you out. We drove Chunk. right to the dog. Well, you know how to run telemetry. That's yeah. different. You know, you got to yeah, think of it. It's like people. an old oh, I got to hear this trick. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, if yeah. you uh, So if you lose GPS signal, you still have communication with your caller most of the time. Uh-huh. Or you can get to a point, like go to your last known location and pick up comms. Well, it's on a bar scale. You know, you got that rising scale. So as you start creeping up there and you're getting full calm, pull your antenna off of your handheld. And basically, if you're getting good signal on that with no antenna, you're within what? 100 yards, buddy? Yeah, probably? 100 to 200 yards. 100 to 200 Because you're still yeah. communicating with it, even though you don't have a GPS location. You know you're in the area of the dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So it's just like listening to that beep come through stronger mm-hmm. and stronger and then kicking on an attenuator. Same concept ah high tech stuff so is that what you use to find the the prototype that you lost there two years ago (laughs) (laughs) garmin's not listening don't worry buddy they're not listening (laughs) no no john that was that was uh that's a funny um, you were you were almost on your hands and knees looking for that one i was it was scary stuff i was uh i was deer hunting i had a a I was uh, deer hunting, and uh, yeah, I almost lost one of the prototypes. <laughs> like, go in there, sun shoots at a buck, and and don't recover. You know, like, when I seen the buck, I'm like, oh yeah, it's hit. I thought, I thought it walked off. So we went back in there, gave it some time, and just up to your chest and ferns and brush, and I'm circling, looking for blood, circling, looking for blood, and it's getting dark. And I probably spent two hours out there, <clears throat> and uh, get home. You know, I was like, can't find it, can't find it. I mean found one drop of blood but nothing to to get a trail or anything and so i get home and sure enough i got my my gps that i was testing is gone and i'm like Prototype for yeah i'm like oh this is not gonna go over very good like, <laughs> a hound guy saying oh, i lost your i lost your stuff, your stuff. This that's a lot smaller than the deer <laughs> yeah. yeah in yeah. hindsight though we i mean i lost one what was that? Well, yeah, we get to that. But so, anyways, I, I go back there the next because I'm like, I've given up on the deer, but I'm like, I still gotta go back and look for this thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm, twenty yards from my pickup truck. There it was, standing, sitting in the middle of the clear cut. Luckily, I just we stumbled right into it, oh, and man. I don't know how in the hell I even did a blind that. chicken gets a kernel of corn once in a while. Oh man, yes. So, so yeah, that was that was the, the. I'm horrible about losing stuff. Like I lose them afterwards. James was uh, talking that's about. True. I lose. I lose more. James shit has got than... a good story yeah. of losing one. I lost one, uh, a brand new 200. What, like a month ago? No, this was this was the first one because I was coming out of the mountains. So this had to be, this had to be December. Yeah, I was coming well, out yeah, of the woods because maybe it was no November. Snow. Yeah, this was so the time I, I that lost... I was going to get there. And I get a call from James, right? And he's like, "Dude, I lost it to 200, and it's gone." And I'm like, "Was the Henry John?" Yeah, so he's like, I, I, what I did is, I, I'd gone out try to get some miles on some dogs, and I was coming back, and I ended up, I saw a truck coming and a truck coming, and I'm 
trying to hurry up, get these dogs gathered up and load them up. And I'm half irritated that there's a people that yeah. they're, yeah, I mean, that people, other people are using the same area. How I mean, like dare that, they? That just, yeah, pissed me off. And so all this public land, <laughs> yeah, how dare they? <laughs> exactly. And so in the process of that, I'd, I'd thrown a GPS up on top of my dog box. Well, then I took off and drove away and I've done this far more than once, but, uh, but this one's even, this is a good ending here. So you like this ending. Tom. I get back to the house and I realize, shit, I, I don't know where that GPS is. And I call buddy. I'm like, yeah, I just lost 200. This sucks. And I'm driving back down to where I had picked those dogs up and drive the whole road and there's nothing. And looking in the ditch. Yeah. And... I mean, all over the places it's gone. And so, and I'm only probably 20 minutes behind this thing. It's like somebody definitely picked this up oh, and yeah. it's gone. So. Buddy's like, well, is the inReach on? I'm like, yeah, the inReach is on. And so if you if you log in, you can click find my inReach, and if that GPS unit's on, it sends well, a signal. If you have to go in, so anybody listening, if you have your inReach on your 200, and you have it on, go into your settings. So you log into the inReach, not on a plot computer, Joe. You got to get to a computer, to get to the Garmin <laughs> website. But if you get into the settings, you want to enable the um. Ping, I think it's like ping my yeah, inReach yeah. or locate my inReach. It's like find my phone. I yeah, mean, it's, it's like locate my. So, right. so basically, the, the the bad news is, is your wife can get to that website and say locate my inReach too. It <laughs> 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 may not be good for some guys if they don't want their wife to know. Like, oh, I'm almost done. I'm just, I'm on my way out. We're, we're hunting our way out. That was the famous. <laughs> yeah, one. we're hunting our, hunting way, our way, out. way home. <laughs> so, so that's not good. So, anyways, you turn that on, and then you can go onto the website. So, like, I can log onto my page and say locate. And if my inReach was on, it would show me right here in Wisconsin. And it'll know? it'll continue to look for that for five days. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then when that five days is up, you go in and hit it again, and it'll spend the next. And so if that GPS unit comes on at all, if they turn it on, if it you know someone's found it or whatever, as soon as it's turned on, it's going to send that signal. So I I, I push <laughs> so, that. So before that. He also could send a message to it. He could text yeah, so messages. I could, I could send a message to it. So what message did you send and to so it? And so I, I sent a message to it and was like, explain, if found, call this phone number. Which is, no. <laughs> we, won't, we, won't, yeah. we won't give the phone number. If, but. Found, if found, call this phone number. And the messages were sending through. And so I, I hit that button for the locate, and I wait about half an hour or so, and nothing, 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 nothing. Well, all of a sudden, I get a ping and it goes off and uh, it's showing this inReach like in the living room. I mean, dead center in the middle of a double wide trailer <laughs> and kind of a rough area. And so I'm like, rough you, area yeah, I'm like you gotta, tweaker area. Yeah. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. So <laughs> I drive over there and pull my truck right up into the front of the house. Like I own the place and go up and knock on the door and I'm like, uh, hey, did you guys find a GPS? And this lady's pretty sketchy and she's like, no, I don't think so. And I'm like, well, that's weird because it i just got a thing on my phone that says it's here and uh she goes oh oh well maybe yeah maybe we did and the door closes i'm like you gotta be shitting me i'm gonna have to call the cops or you know and so then uh she opens the door back up and she's like is this it and i'm like yeah that, that's it and that's the one you found 20 minutes ago yeah, so and it's turned off and uh oh she so, turned it off so she hands it to me and I get back in the truck and I turn it on and, and the messages that I'd sent that red. said, please call this phone number were red. 
Uh, I mean, they, they got those messages. Yeah, she, she, she's like, oh, we were trying to figure out how to contact you. Or what yeah, she's doing. like, we, we figured someone would come looking for this. I'm like, well, five minutes ago you told me to find one. So <laughs> You mean, find all the winners, what, man. You know, what's the real story here? So anyhow, I, I look mm-hmm. at it, and they had definitely read the messages that and said to call off. me, and then they probably got on the online store. And, and saw these things are expensive, and we're going to find a way to sell this, is, is what I'm guessing probably happened there. But uh, I've had to actually use that feature twice now. No, that, that didn't happen to be the same woman that that on our last podcast you were was coming into oh, your no. lion tree. No, oh, they but had the real, picnic with the real cat. similar type of area. He finds the winners, man. I'm telling you, hippies and tweakers. He's real like a similar type of area. He's a magnet for them. Oh. That was, what, that was what was crazy up. about it is it, I mean, when it gave me that GPS point, it showed, like, the GPS point came up basically on the eve of that double-wide trailer house. And when she went and picked that thing up, it was dead center in the living room. I mean, it was it sent that yeah. signal to, like, dead the on. exact bookshelf it was sitting on really? inside this oh. trailer house. Yeah, <laughs> There were no books to no, skew yeah. the signal there. <laughs> I was sitting there was because I told James when he because I was coming out of the mountains and I'm like call me because he's like oh I got it it shows up at this tweaker's house I know that part of town I'm like call me back I want to I want to hear this story as Let me know soon you're alive. as you can like yeah and so the lady tells me she's like well my husband's next door at this other like real shitty trailer house she's like just stop in there and let him know that you picked I'm like I'm not stopping for shit I'm getting out of here like, I got my truck like I'm not talking to anybody I'm leaving so like, you've been with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah that is a that is a handy feature you know i yeah. i uh those type of people probably are like a little bit sketchy like worried about the government tracking them too and you know oh, yeah. you got to just imagine i wish i could have been a fly on the oh wall. yeah i'm oh, sure they turned that thing on and it started They're beeping and buzzing <laughs> and the phone over well i'm sure after i left it was like holy shit it took him like five minutes to find where we were at you know what exactly I mean? you turn this device on all of a sudden it's beeping at you you get this message just like this and then all of a sudden some dude's like ding dong <laughs> you know what I mean? how, how fast that happened i mean it's just like watching things we need fall the real apart. time and it's right. like a full like i mean there's beware of dog signs yeah. in the yard and it's no you know what you got to put on those collars roswell and the Mexico. You there gotta you go. put that on your <laughs> I, t- I put on all my collars, I, I put requires daily meds. And you'd be surprised at how many people if you lose a dog and that collar says requires daily meds, really they are oh, yeah. on the phone because they're like, Well, no one wants a sick dog. You know what I mean? Like everyone might want to take a dog home that's like, Oh, this is a good looking yeah, little dog. Nice dog. No one wants a dog that's, that's sick. That's brilliant. And so, I, yeah, I put required daily meds, and uh, it's amazing how fast the phone rings. They're like, I got your dog down here. I don't know what's wrong with him. Like, well, <laughs> he looks a little oh, sick. Yeah. He looks oh, yeah. a little sick. <laughs> it's only been a couple of days. I got to get some medicine to that dog. Yeah, I mean, it's, if you put required daily meds on there, no one wants to keep a sick dog at their house. When you run in the door, do you something? True Sticks story. Sticks right down his neck, right off. Well, the, the last one that I lost, I mean, she knew that she shouldn't have wandered off. And so this guy, and I, I didn't have service at the time, and the guy I hunt with, lot, his phone number's on the caller. He didn't have service at the time. And uh, his voicemail happens to say where he works. And these people went as far as calling the county that he works for and trying to get a hold of him there. And so when we got out of the woods, he had text messages from his secretary at the county like, Hey, someone found your dog. They're just trying to get it back. And so anyhow, I get a hold of this guy and 
he pulls up in this Toyota pickup with a canopy on it, and he must have had dogs. There was dog beds in the back of the truck or whatever, and um, he's like, yeah, I just I saw the requires daily meds. I want to make sure we can get it back to you. And <laughs> he opens the tailgate, and that, that dog's sitting in there looking at me like, I, I don't really want to go home with you. <laughs> I'm going to stay here. This yeah. guy's treating me way too good. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he so thinks it's on its last leg, man. I don't need leg, my meds man. today, Dad. I don't need my meds today. So the guy's like, well, what's wrong with her? And I'm like, she's fine. Let's go. She's dumb. <laughs> yeah. She's real dumb right I, I just got to get her a medicine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what everybody puts their phone number on their collar, which is great until you're out there and they're trying to call you and you got no service. So I don't know if you know this, buddy, but I put the shop number on all my callers. <laughs> yeah, so I, if you guys I, get a phone call, I, I, <laughs> they're calling you. Bingo. We don't do dog deals, Jason. No, hey, I just want my dog back. What sucks is when you have friends that do that and then they lose dogs all the time. And then, you know, they're like, oh, hey. I got your dog down here. I'm like, well, what's it look like? It's like, well, it's this little red male. Well, it ain't mine. I don't know whose dog it like is, but it's not mine. Selling a dog with I, your collar still on it. That's the worst thing you could oh, ever do. I had a guy come up and hunt with me one time and I give him dogs, uh, my dog collars. Didn't think nothing of it for him to use. Well, it was that was in September, and in November I get a call from Jackson, Michigan, which is way down in southern Michigan. Person's got my two two of my dogs there, and man, I'm just kind of baffled there. It's, they they said this is the number, it's John Kreiderman, and I man, I thought for me, I said I took her number down. And I said let let me get right back to you. And <laughs> let I, me think about this. I called so the guy that was hunting with me, and I said. Are you coon hunting my dogs? Are your dogs with my collars on them? Uh, 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 I said, you give this lady a call and go get your dogs and send me my collars in, in the mail. And I said, you give her a reward. <laughs> <laughs> I had one this fall where a buddy did that. And he was, I, I had a, a pup that I was giving to another friend of mine. And a third party friend of mine was hauling it to him. And so he came by and I, Gave him a dog box, put it in the truck, put the dog in the truck, and I told him, just just go straight there, don't because he had to go through Spokane, through the city. Go straight there, drop the dog off, and then go do whatever you need to do, and don't open the window. It was just a pup. So if you open the window on this dog box, this dog's gonna climb out. And so he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll go straight there. Well, middle of the afternoon, I get a phone call from Sacred Heart Medical Center, like the biggest hospital in downtown Spokane. And they tell me that they have my dog. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And so I call my buddy Sam and I'm like, hey, did you drop that dog off yet? No, I'm just running around. I'm like, well, do you still have the dog? Yeah, it's in the back of the truck. I'm like, oh, well, no, it's not. And you need to turn around and go down to Sacred Heart Medical Center downtown Spokane and pick this dog up because he'd stopped somewhere. Dog had climbed out, took a tour of the city, and someone finally picked it up. Yeah. He'd been driving around for three hours, didn't even have the dog. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did that in Southern California where we come through a little town down there in the morning and we stopped and we got some, some stuff to eat before we went up on the mountain. We are in the Greenhorn Mountains. We were bear hunting, my buddy and I. We drives all the way up and it's a long ways to get up into the top. And we start hunting. We get to the point where we're going to turn loose on a bear. He gets in the bed of his pickup. He's missing her dog. All the way back down, drives all the way down to this little tourist town, Kernville, along the Kern River. And there's Becky trotting down the sidewalk, talking to people. <laughs> she, she'd climb up the side of that door. She'd climb up yeah. the side of that dog box if she got a half a chance. And you had to keep her in the, in the 
in the truck with you. In the cab? In the cab, because the little bugger, she could, she'd snake her way out of that. But, I mean, she cost us three hours by the time we went up and come all the way back. Now yeah, she was terrible for that. I had dogs in the cab. Me and Buddy were hunting here just about a month ago, and I had ended up with some extra dogs from a buddy of mine, and we had to go down and deal with the depredation, and I didn't have enough room in the dog box and threw dogs in the cab. And I had uh, ran inside the gas station for, what, two minutes? I mean, I wasn't even hardly in there. And I come back out, and there's an open bottle of Rimadil across the back seat, and there's a dog back there just eating as fast as she can get it down. Oh. And I open the back seat, and she's just mowing this down, and there's just Rimadil strung out all over the place. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. So she jumps out, and I'm like, I don't know how much she's eating at the time. And so, yeah, I felt good. right back into the store and get a bottle of peroxide. But he's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, we're going to make this dog puke in this parking lot. Yeah. And he's like, he'd never seen it before. He's like, Randy, what? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I'm force feeding this dog peroxide in the parking lot. And she starts puking up just Rimadil like it's just coming out of style. <laughs> and in the process of that, the other dog that was in the cab is trying to chew through the bottle that the other dog had already <laughs> chewed up. And I'm like, at this point, I'm just frustrated. And I'm like, no more dogs in the truck. <laughs> Did you ever think about hiding the Remedil? They dug, they dug it out of a, uh, well, the duffel bag, but it, a, a duffel bag full of vet supplies. Well, he was doing, he was he didn't normally carry the dogs in the cab. Yeah, he I had was, two dogs for somebody that. I had to haul extra dogs, and so I, yeah, I just didn't have enough room in the dog box. And after that, it was like we are done with this shit. Mm. <laughs> well, Joe, as we start to wrap up here, because we got some food that we need to go have, we need a train wreck story, or, or Nancy. Uh, like I want to hear Nancy's actually. Like, let's see a double. Let's, not let's a, the not double. a. We don't want to hear a successful hunt. No, <laughs> no. We, we want to hear a, a trash hunt. We want to feel good about ourselves. <laughs> Even the, the famous Joe Hudson can mess up a bear race. You tell me one that that you didn't catch. Oh, oh look at Nancy. She is. You go to the back. Oh man, she's. She knows the story already. Oh, don't zip some, your lips, there's Nancy. There's a lot of stories. <laughs> well, I'm. Famous or infamous for driving a little fast if things get going. All right. I've and heard this story. <laughs> <laughs> he's already. Go ahead. We got this truck, and we got this big bear, and he's baited up, and he's in the middle of a gravel pit. And dogs are baiting him. People are screaming, get over, rah, 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 you know, that goes. Right. And I'm, I drive a little fast anyway, but I'm really pouring the coals on, and I told Nancy, <laughs> Hang on, because we're going to go airborne. I mean, I forgot about this. And we went in, we come down, blew the tires out right there. The what? Blew the tires out. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to tell the time we were in Canada, and you forgot that culvert was washed out the second time we came around the same place. <laughs> the second time. Well, that, oh. Right into the side of the ditch. It was like a 20-foot washout, you know? Right. Or... And, yeah. And, so you say, hold on, let's finish one story, Nancy. Let's just not machine gun this stuff. I can't keep up with Apparently he's piled a few I'm going to beat up. these dogs exactly. around you. And I come around there, and I did. I forgot all about that one. It was bad enough you could drive down it and right up the other side. It's a, it's a slow my, speed. Not at yeah. 50 miles an hour. <laughs> and I'm about, yeah, just about skipping 50 the top and of And I airborne that thing, and it snubbed up against that bank on the other side. Put everybody on the dash. Broke the hand. Broke the frame right in half. <laughs> that ain't the one I was thinking about. I was thinking about with all the staples. That's another oh. one. <laughs> the, the staples. That was a, a true train wreck. <laughs> so hold on. We got. Well, it was, it was, it was, 
Okay, keep so he jumped it. a pickup, broke it clean broke in half. <laughs> I, we jacked it. Believe it or not, we we jacked it up and chained two trees, cut some trees down, small trees, chained it to it, and took it down and had to get it well. Still driving it around right now. <laughs> Welded the frame back that together. Would, we just come over here with it. That part <laughs> exactly. won't rust. That's why they did it. They didn't want that frame to rust anymore. <laughs> they didn't weld it. They just used wood. Yeah, exactly. Wood don't rust. Well, this... We used to go to plot days, NPHA, National Plot Hunt Association. How'd you get there? And I used to, <laughs> I, I used to raise bears, you know, and some do-gritter come in and turn my bear loose. And, you know, so I called state police to game, DNR and everything. So all over in the papers, beware of this red bear with a collar on it, you know. About a month went by and I got a call. It's got to be 25 miles away. And I go there, and I had my two good dogs, and the lady said she went down toward the river, so I put them down, and they coal trailed out and ended up tree, and I'd drive around. I had my boy with me, and I said, uh, take the dogs away. I'll climb up the tree and put a lead on her collar, you know. And So she's a little wild by then. She wasn't real tame to start with. You know? so, so, the rodeo, man. The only thing I got is is uh, some rollades. And I'm feeding these rollades, and I reach in to snap it up. And boy, when I went to bring her down, she didn't want to come down. And imagine we that. had to, we had to come to Jesus talk, and I mean, I looked like <laughs> Freddie had got a hold of me. I mean, I was cut up, buddy. I mean, <laughs> so I got her, and I finally grabbed her by the collar and the back end, and threw her in the cage, and got her back home. And the next day, I went to plot days, and. I mean, I looked rough. <laughs> so, so people got used used to that a little bit, you know, and it was the talk of the town, you know. Back then, there was a couple thousand people that go there, you know. Oh, yeah. Everybody had to see that, you know. Nobody messed with you anymore after <laughs> no. that. Huh? Yeah, so, I, thought, I thought you were going to tell about couple days, A couple days later, okay, or a couple years later, we're going to, we got a bear treat, and we're going down this road, and I told this guy, so where are you at? And he told me what road he was on. We're going around the corner on our side, and here he come flying about 40 miles an hour and hit us head on. And the bumper come out, come around over the top of my Nissan and hit those uh, wind, windshield posts, and it ripped my arm up, you know. And I said, told Nancy, I said, well, get the staple gun out and, you know, <laughs> and staple me up. We had dogs at the tree. We had to go get we had to go <laughs> true to the story. Dogs, right? True story. <laughs> pick, pick some glass she, out and put she, the betadine on it. And... Yeah, and put thirty-eight staples in my arm. You know? <laughs> they don't make them like you anymore, Joe. They do not make them like you. We go anymore. to the tree, and I mean, you gotta go. Like, Bullshit! I sold my dogs. Up. Hey, <laughs> barely has a scar. You did a good uh, job. Didn't, then didn't hurt me a bit. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of it is, was you know, she smiling when she was doing it? Yeah, you know, the staple gun works. Click, 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 click. You <laughs> you pull, push the staple gun down, and you leave go of it, so it releases them little tongue. Yeah. Not Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> she holds it down and jerks it out at the same time, rips it. Yeah, but those staples really don't hurt because I stapled my own hand up one day. Uh. Nobody was there. My bear had bit me right here. right, And I'm looking. It's like, oh, wait, I got to get stitches. 
barely can see that. I did a good job there, too, on myself. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. You can barely feel them unless yeah. you're jerking off. <laughs> yeah, well, I was doing, I was doing my own that you. time. You uh, yourself. Right? You can't hardly feel I'll it. Give you, I'll give you one little clue, though. Don't take them staples out with a staple remover in the mirror because everything's backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Done that. Done that. I'm, I'm not a, even going to ask so, where they were. Oh, we, you know, three days later, we go to pot days. You know, what the heck happened to you? You know, Nancy stapled me up. <laughs> yeah. You weren't whining about the, you having a fight with a bear in the tree, but, man, Nancy gets a little staple and gets a little jumpy, and you kind of crying yeah, about it. That bear kind of ate me up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't want to come out of that tree, and when they got near the truck, instead of him, my boy taking the dog stone to road. Yeah. They're Took just screaming, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and she's afraid. <laughs> oh, that was good. Oh. All right, you guys got anything left? You got anything? Way you too many hungry? stories to finish in this. <laughs> that podcast ain't long enough. <laughs> we got to leave some more. On the next trip. We got yeah. some yeah. major bear stories, but yeah. we got to. Lots of this is we got a, a still got a story with Nancy and a stick and a bear to tell. <laughs> oh, you heard about that one? Me <laughs> yeah. whacking that bear on the end of the nose. Maybe we get oh, that one boy. next time, Nancy. You bet. Little teaser. I'm in. All right, guys. Joe Hudson, <laughs> Nancy Hudson. Thank you, John Kreiderman. You're welcome. My pleasure. My pleasure. James and uh, Jason. Better late than never. Sign this one off. It's thank been you. fun. <laughs>